What's good, everybody? Y'all know what time it is. Back in the studio, we vibing, we cooling, we doing. Easy like a Sunday morning. I'm your host, Screevin', and you're listening to Hold My Bone Broth, the podcast you never knew you needed. Tell them if you know. Coming up. Birds aren't real! Birds aren't real! Birds aren't real! How are we doing tonight? Let me tell you this right now. The university doesn't want me sharing this information, okay? They came to me, they said, go up, say hi real quick, give the mic back to Brendan. And I said, okay, but you know what? I lied, say I lied. I lied, okay? Here's the truth. The United States government murdered every living bird from 1959 through 2001. Is that okay with you? Me neither, I hate it. Kilo. Been a blaze, bro. H to the M to the B, right to the bizzo. Boy, what career spell it? M72. Ten toes down, Queen is too. We stay working. Hey, 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 it's your favorite creator coming at you from an undisclosed musky closet somewhere in sunny Nairobi. What's poppin'? The sound in here is so so, but you know what? I don't mind it. I hope y'all good though. Happy New Year to everyone listening in. Just a quick glance at the analytics here tells me that y'all seem to be spread out across the world. Thanks for tuning in wherever you are. Appreciate each and every one of you. Still early days, but 2023 by all appearances looks like it might be a normal year. Can't believe I just said that, but I did. We haven't had one of those in a while, so a guy can hope. For all we know, this year could be 2020's evil twin. There's a bunch of smoldering fires I got my eyes on that could burst into open flame without warning. That's why I don't want to jinx this year by talking too much about it, so I'll give it a rest. Had quite the adventure this Christmas. Got a chance to visit with my good buddy, Emmanuel Ekisit, down in beautiful Uganda. The Pearl of Africa, as they call it. Let me tell you, it is beautiful down there. You may remember Emmanuel, he was my very first guest on the show. And boy, is his restaurant swanky. Don't even get me started on the rabbit meat. Slapping is an understatement. Next time you're in those ends, slide by Sungura and show my dude some love, will ya? Definitely worth the hype. You'll not regret it. Shout out to Bev202 for the five-star review on Apple Podcasts. My very first glowing review. Reading that gave me the warm fuzzies. I feel giddy right now just talking about it. You're too kind, Bev. Means a lot to me. Stick around and I'll tell you how to get your own HMBB branded tea at the commercial break. Just my little way of saying thank you. Moving on. The jokes just keep writing themselves, don't they? Sometimes you've got to make the mundane hilarious, but it's so much easier when you don't have to dissect the funny yourself. We'll take a short break, then come back with the offbeat news segment where I recap whimsical stories making headlines around the globe. Catch you on the other side. Easy breezy. Welcome to the other side of the interlude. It's your boy Screevin here to decipher the madness so you don't have to. And forgive me if I dispense with formality too often in the show. 
this is not your regular preppy news channel. We're just having a convo, right? Because who wants to listen to a show that sounds like it was written by a monosyllabic cyborg? No one I know. So kick back, unwind, and let's run through this week's crazy headlines from around the globe, shall we? At number one, toad licking is a thing now, eh? Or maybe it's always been a thing and I'm just finding out today. This is one of those stories that make you go, what in the world? Can someone please tell me why we got peeps making the pilgrimage to the Sonoran Desert in search of psychedelic toads? I just don't get it. Is the juice really worth the squeeze there? Still trying to figure that one out. I mean, think about it. Some of y'all are literally poaching toads. And that's not hyperbole. Considering how toxic Sonoran Toad Venom, aka 5-MeO DMT is, I hear it's five times stronger than DMT, but don't quote me on that. I would not touch one of these little dudes with a 10-foot pole, okay? According to the addictioncenter.com, the hallucinogen secreted by this type of toad is a Schedule 1 classified substance, which carries the threat of a 10-year sentence for possession. If you really want to go to jail that bad, lick a toad. Lick a toad and find out. I should put that on a t-shirt. Lick a toad and find out. Unless, of course, you're Mike Tyson, Chelsea Handler, or Hunter Biden, who've all admitted to being hopped up in toad venom more times than I care to count. The National Park Service issued a rather snarky warning on its Facebook page recently, asking the public to stop licking strange things, like they would know. And I quote, As we say with most things you come across in the National Park, whether it be a banana slug, unfamiliar mushroom, or a large toad with glowing eyes in the dead of night, please refrain from licking. Thank you. <laughs> That's just gold right there. Too funny. Coming in hot at number two, from Prince Charming to the ugliest toad in the crypto world, FTX, the brainchild of Sam Bankman Freed, is in the news again. No surprise there. The now defunct crypto exchange platform has been making headlines since November last year when it hit the skids after experiencing a liquidity crisis, thrusting thousands of investors into financial ruin. For y'all who've been following the story, you might recall there were claims back in December of 22 that the top brass of FTX had a secret chat group on Signal called, and I'm not making this up, Why of Fraud. I don't know about y'all, but that screams premeditation to me. <laughs> if Malisa Forethought had a middle name, it would be Why of Fraud. The hubris on these guys, sheesh. You would think they would do a better job at hiding their tracks. And by they, I mean Alameda CEO Caroline Ellison, a Stanford grad by the way, and FTX's two co-founders, Sam Bachman Creed and Jixiao Gary Wang, both MIT grads. If you're wondering what good old Sam's been up to since he posted bail after pleading not guilty to charges of federal fraud and conspiracy, my dude started a newsletter on Substack in which he claims his innocence and wastes no time throwing Miss Ellison and Mr. Wang under the bus. The two who were left holding the bag pled guilty to fraud charges and are cooperating with prosecutors. 
And meanwhile, SBF is out under $250 million bail, perfecting his craft as a writer on Substack. Not fair. If the Bernie Madoff scandal taught us anything, it's you're never too big to fail. Bernie, the mastermind behind the biggest Ponzi scheme in history, got 150 years behind bars. He only served three of those before he suddenly died in 2021. $64.8 billion is how much he swindled unsuspecting investors. FTX reported only $3.1 billion of investor money lost on its recent bankruptcy filing a month ago. The number could be as high as $8 billion, but let's be conservative and go with the $3.1 billion figure. That's a lot of coin. $3.1 billion. Gone. Poof. We never learn, do we? How many hot stoves do we need to touch before we actually get it? Even if the scam had massive neon lights on it telling us this is a scam, we'd still bite. Astan Enriquez, a financial historian and the author of The Wizard of Lies, a book covering the Bernie Madoff saga. Commenting on the similarities between SBF and the late Bernie, she told the Guardian newspaper that, and I quote, the most essential gift of a con man is that they can inspire trust that never wavers, even in the face of red flags and worrisome details. You can't look at FTX as anything but a massive leap of faith by a lot of people who should have known better, close quote. Do your due diligence, guys. Trust but verify. In fact, zero trust is a good baseline to start off anyone promising huge returns over a short period of time. So many cautionary tales out there, the last thing we need is more victims. And boy do they come in all shapes and sizes. They run the whole gamut from Tom Brady, Larry Bird, Steph Curry, you know, down to the Joe Schmo across the street. It's just plain sad. Where I get very short on my sympathy is when you have a fraudster preying on old people and their retirement money. If you're listening to this and you're a con, leave the old people alone. Matter of fact, get a real job. At number three, Florida's huge iguana problem. What would you do if you found an iguana lounging in your toilet bowl, just chilling? You know what I'd do? I'd burn the whole house down. Toilet, iguana, and everything. All humor aside, the reptiles are out of control in the state and there is no amount of hunting teams that can keep them from multiplying. I have it on good authority that a female iguana can lay up to 70 eggs a year. Yikes. Even if the egg mortality rate was 50%. I don't know what the exact figure is, but stay with me here. For every iguana you dispatch, 35 more would spawn in its place within a year. See how I pulled a stat from nowhere and worked my way backwards from there? I'm sure the survival rate is pretty high because the iguana population is growing at a pretty fast clip and that brings with it its own set of problems. I'm talking salmonella infections to destruction of plant life to structural damage to power outages, the whole nine. I think Floridans will just have to learn how to coexist with these little dinosaurs because they're going nowhere. For all we know, they might have been here first and we are the actual invasive species. But that's a discussion for another day. At number 4, Bill Gates did his 11th AMA on Reddit the other day 
and it went down exactly how you'd expect it to go. It was equal parts savage and refreshing. More savage than refreshing from where I sit. Bedlam doesn't begin to describe what went down in the comment section. I mean, the guy's gonna be a granddad. That's always a good thing, right? But that didn't stop the troll army from challenging Mr. Gates to a jousting match. And boy, did they come in droves. In their defense, Billy opened the door. All they had to do was walk themselves right in. Here's a sample of some of the inglorious burns they served up. Lucky Taurus commenting on Bill Gates' stunning revelation that he owns one four thousands of the farmland in the US couldn't fathom how giving away one's wealth could be a full-time job. They said, imagine your full-time job was giving away your own money, LOL. Those levels to philanthropy, I guess. If you're wondering how much one four thousand translates to, it's about 270,000 acres, which is rookie numbers for the Kenyatta family, that owns 500,000 acres of prime land, according to Forbes. And that was nine years ago. To put that in perspective, 500,000 is the equivalent of three Nairobis. Do whatever you want with that information. Wizard Biscuit is wondering, can I bow hunt white-tailed deer on your property? Serious question. <laughs> King Linus I is itching to know, what about your friendship with Epstein? Why did you spend time with this guy? With the username Taking Kitson pushing further on the question, will you come clean about your relationship with Epstein? I've listened to your answers and nothing from your words and body language convinced me that you had a peripheral relationship with this man. Close quote. So much for the polemics, there was some constructive dialogue in the chat. It was nice to hear Bill's thoughts on generative and sentient AI. OpenAI, ChatGPT, and DALI2 are all the rage right now. I mean, we got AI writing term papers, making art, and carrying out deep convos on a wide range of subjects from geopolitics to philosophy. The AI revolution is here, folks. This is not a wait and see type of thing. Case in point, Google Alphabet just cut 12,000 jobs last week so they could refocus on AI, citing a different economic reality, occasioned by, you guessed it, AI. This is on the back of Amazon, Microsoft, and Meta announcing big job cuts as well. Proud day for us all. Sama. SAMA has also been in the news for using underpaid Kenyans to perfect ChatGPT, then laying them off. Isn't that the same thing that Meta did here? Talk about training your replacement. AI's like, you mad bro? Of course I'm livid. Call me bro one more time and I'll mess up your code. I've got a sneaking suspicion that we're gonna see this happen way too many times than we're willing to admit. My prediction is that more and more people are gonna have to reskill or upskill to remain relevant in this new economic reality. Pricewaterhouse Cooper claims that 3% of jobs are at risk from AI, and by the mid 2030s, this number could be as high as 30 to 44%. Wow. Back to the Bill Gates AMA, I'm not sure if I'd term this as a positive because I have an unhealthy obsession with meat. It's a Kenyan thing, you wouldn't understand. Anywho, 
Bill commented on the prevalence of plant-based diets aimed at vegans and lab-grown meat targeting of omnivorous consumers like me. He talked about his partnership with Beyond Meat, Memphis Meats, and Impossible Foods, the three top dogs in the alternative protein market. There's a lot of pushback from meat lovers like me, but I'm convinced the poor reception lab-grown meat got will change over time as it did with bottled water. I'll be the first to admit, I thought bottled water was the most ridiculous thing in the world, and for years I resisted the urge to buy one. But then I caved in. And I'm not one to make weak concessions to public opinion or just write a trend for the sake of it. I don't know if this has anything to do with the ridiculously high price of eggs in the US or the ever-rising price of meat, but it sure does look like a controlled demolition to me, looking at it from the outside. I've heard some people say, the nerds are gonna kill us. Well, why did you bully them in the first place? Go figure. And to round up the segment at number 5, TikTok is making headlines for all the wrong reasons again. If there was ever proof that big tech was spying on you, TikTok would be it. Just last week, Kentucky joined more than 20 US states in banning TikTok on government devices citing cybersecurity concerns. Oh snap. The state that gave you KFC is telling you that you should reconsider your relationship with TikTok. Either they know something we don't, or their latest move just validated my concerns and confirmed my worries that privacy is a myth. I do have a TikTok account, but that's only because I had to get one as part of my social media marketing class. I don't even use it anymore because I'm paranoid like that. And I've watched enough movies to know that only the paranoid survive. Social listening is a thing, folks, and you can replace listening with spying because that's exactly what it is. Whichever way you paint it, it is soft espionage at the very least. Make no mistake about it. Anything that makes your cat whiskers stand on end is something you should approach with an abundance of caution. Do I have a healthy level of distrust for social media? Maybe. Is it rational? Absolutely. And that brings us to the end of the Offbeat News segment. The last story I covered is the perfect segue to the broccoli is a little sus. Stay tuned. Welcome back to HMBB. I'll be solo dolo today, but I'm a tenor. I can hold it down. 
Got some potential guests lined up, so expect a few solo casts until I get a couple of interviews in. I also wanted to let my fans know that I opened a merch store. Click on the link in the description to get your hands on some HMBB branded drip. And Bev202, if you're listening, let me know what's the least intrusive way of contacting you so I can send you this 100% off coupon that you can use to lasso for yourself a free t-shirt from my new store, All In Me. For y'all who feel inclined to support the show, the easiest way is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like the show or think I whiffed it, let me know. I got thick skin. And I'm not squeamish about asking for a second opinion. Enough of the jibber-jabber, let's get right to it. Today in The Broccoli is a Little Sus, I present to you Peter McIndoe, the viral sensation behind the satirical, and the operational word there is satirical conspiracy theory, the birds aren't real which claims that the U.S. government exterminated all birds from 1959 till 1971 and replaced them with surveillance drones. And that's how the bird truth of subculture was born, on a whim back in 2017, quickly gathering a massive following of like-minded tinfoil hats spread out across the world. You might want to know that it's a full-fledged movement with chapters and everything. Mackindoe affectionately calls his chapter heads the Bird Brigade. I'm not sure what percentage of Mackindoe's fans are in on the joke, but the birds are real, y'all. I, eel, moi, joined the Birds Are Real subreddit because I couldn't find a chapter in Nairobi. Bummer. I just wanted to see what the hype was all about, and sure enough, I was not disappointed. It lived up to the hype. That subreddit has some of the funniest user-generated comedy I have read in a long time. Pigeons are liars. No, they're not. The birds know your social security number. Highly doubt it. <laughs> like they would know what to do with it. Bird poop is a highly advanced tracking device. Come on now. Falcons have jet propulsion systems. What's not to like about that? Parrots are linguistic analysts. Okay, that's it. We're done here. I'm checking out of this planet, and I want a refund. If you think Mackindoe's brand of humor is anything but parody, I've got a gravity hill in Machacos that I'd like to sell you. I've got some infinity stones I found in Embakasi out of pure chance that would look good on your fingers. The broccoli couldn't be any more sus, folks. There's no debunking needed. This is not an actual conspiracy theory. This is just pure comedy. I first learned about Mackindoe from a Vice documentary that aired back in January of 22. That's where he first broke character and admitted to the theory being a total farce. He kept up the ruse for five years, folks. I would have broken the fourth wall even before the ruse got traction. Never met a more endearing Gen Zer though. Mackindoe is very witty, super funny. Some of the jokes he comes up with are just off the chains. I mean, he's got everything going for him. Has all the charisma in the world, a personality the size of the sun. What's not to like about him? He's definitely changing the way comedy is purveyed to the masses. Very unconventional, but listening to him for even 10 seconds will have you laughing hysterically.
And that wraps it up for the show, folks. My handles for all the socials that matter, so I'm talking YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, is at HoldMyBoneBroth. Drop an elbow on the follow button and let's keep the convo going. Catch you on the next one.